Welcome to Single Shot. This is your host, Singleton, your knowledgeable friend, when you want to win. Boom. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Remix! Yay! What up? It's your boy, Single Shot. We got a special pod today. I'm calling it a double shot. My boy George P is in the house. Let's get to it. Glorious. Glorious. Best pod in the world. Single shot. What up? What's up, dude? Hey, it's single shot and George P in the house. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. All right. So before we get started on the pod, I had a few Cowboy fans upset with my QB predictions. I just want to say, it seems like Dak and the Cowboys are listening to Single Shot, because after I I did my predictions, Dak started following the Washington football team on Instagram and Twitter, and then the Dallas Cowboys left Dak out of their season ticket holder hype video. So it sounds like there's already something brewing there, and I've got to take the credit for that. So, what what do you think about that? Well, to me, I don't. When's the last time Dak Prescott actually actually looked like and sounded like he was excited to be a Dallas Cowboy? Uh, never. Okay, so yeah, I think he'd be happy if he moved on, and I think the only people that wouldn't be happy might be the team that gets him, depending <clears throat> so, on who that team is. So, Dink and Dak, as I like to call him, because he can't throw it more than five yards. Dink and Dak, he's upset because the Cowboys made him play out his rookie contract because he was a third-round pick. So, he didn't get all that guaranteed money that Jared Goff and and Carson Wentz got. And then their teams actually re-upped and gave them extensions before their deals were done. So, Dak feels like he's betrayed. But, I mean, the dude's just not good anyway. So, uh, I see both sides of it, but yeah, that uh, that little marriage is over. So yeah, I don't uh, see I don't see any team really being happy with him. I mean, I don't think he'd be he wouldn't be my first choice for a quarterback. Definitely not. So who I have my first choice. Who would be your fir- first choice if you were if you were running an NFL team? Any NFL team? Yeah. If you if you had an expansion NFL team and you had an expansion draft and they said, okay, you can take any quarterback from any team, 
to start your franchise or, or quarterback not playing right now, who would you take? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know to start one. Honestly, I think Trevor Lawrence would be a good one to start one. I mean, if you're going to start a new franchise, why not have a quarterback that, you know, obviously has talent, can throw the ball, run the ball, and hasn't played professionally before, but looks like he's got a good head on his shoulders as far as that goes. From a current quarterback that's in the pros right now, um, who's the kid in San Diego? Uh, Herbert. Yeah. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. I mean, he he impresses me. From the few games, a few highlights I saw on him this year, he looked, looked really, really good. I mean, he, he's, he's good. Here's what I would do, and single shot's usually right. I would get on the phone. <clears throat> I'd call up my boy Eli. Eli. Hey, why don't you come out of retirement for a few more years? Get this franchise started off the ground. We'll rent, you know, because Tom Brady, he he'll probably go to Super Bowl next year. Hey, I can build you a, a contender right now. We play Brady in the Super Bowl. No. Let's go. The only and e, Eli would say, okay, let's do it. The only thing Eli's qualified to hunt to sling right now is hot sauce. Okay, so that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Okay, okay, Mo- moving on because we don't see eye to eye on that. I, all I know is he's the best quarterback ever, and people want to disagree with me, and that's fine. That's what that's what people do. So, in other news, we have a NCAA, NCAA football game returning. Okay, so uh, I'm excited for that. I know – you are. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Um, debating on if and which which console to get to play it on. It's got to be Xbox. That's what I'm leaning. Xbox the king. That's what I'm leaning towards. Now, there's a rumor going on that the FCS schools are not going to be included. Now, that would be a bummer for me because I'd want to take uh, Townsend you know, the national championship heights there, but uh, it, they're, they're not going to have those teams included uh, as far as I know right now. I'm okay with that. Um, what? Yeah. I'm, what What would you like to see in the game? Well, I've heard rumors, and I'm not sure exactly how true it is, but the NCAA is going to, or they might have already done it, approved a one-time transfer for all players like a free pass, immediately right. eligible next year, no longer do you have to sit out. So I'd like – if that no. if that's true, I'd like to see that element in the game and the ability to make play, make players transfer. So, But you can't recruit those players. That's against the NCAA rules, is it not? Well, I don't know. So, like, if, if you got a guy who is committed to one school I, and after one year decides he wants to transfer – Maybe he hits one of those schools that was recruiting him prior to his first year playing. So, well, I guess they'd have a transfer portal uh, area where people would just enter the transfer portal, and then you could recruit them like that. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you're no longer attached to to a school, then yeah, I guess you could be recruited. That's why I would look at it. Anyway. Uh-huh. I hope they add a social media like Twitter or something to the game where you can you know, see recruits tweets and, you know, whatever, like react to those 
as far as recruiting goes. So I, I don't know about all that. I, mean, I think that's a little much. That's a little much. Okay. Hey, go big or go hey, home. I guess. Uh-huh. Now, are the do you think that the players are going to have like the players on the video game? Do you think they're going to have the names? Are the players going to have the likeness of the actual players? You know, is that going to be a thing? It, it so yeah. If they pay the players, uh, I mean, they already had to pay the old players. Right. You you might as well just give each player a, a check. I mean, it wouldn't be much, maybe a couple hundred bucks, but uh, give give the players a check. Now it'd be hard to manage all those players. I don't, I don't think I don't think you're gonna you're not gonna give a player like a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence two hundred dollars. <laughs> it's gonna I think it's gonna cost you a little more. Well, there's a pool, so they'd have a pool of money, and it's allocated. Okay. So, I mean, it, that's how they did it in the lawsuit. Uh, each player ended up getting, like, 260 bucks. actually. That's all they got. Oh, yeah. I think they'd have to come off the hip for a little more than that. But, hey, who knows? So, uh, that, that's going to be a fun, fun thing coming out. Uh, let's move on to, in, well, NCAA football. Uh, as far as predictions go for next year, recruiting, I know my old Miss Rebels, they had a great recruiting class. Uh, they, they had to get some defensive talent and they've got a couple of top 100 guys. Did, did the Georgia Tech, uh, engineers get any, any big time? Um, I think they might've had one ESPN 300 guy and it was like a four star guy. I'm not even sure what position he played. Um, so. So they didn't. They didn't do too hot. I mean, in comparison to, to previous years, I don't think they did as good as they did last year. But uh, in in college and Collins' first year on the flats, but they're. Uh, I'm interested to see how things turn out there. I don't. These first two years, you kind of had to give them. I'm not going to say a free pass, but going from a triple option offense to a traditional offense, and then all this shit with the pandemic hit and. You you can't you can't give him a free pass next year. No, I think if uh if, if he doesn't at least double up on wins from his first two years, then you got to start seriously looking looking somewhere else. So I'm saying if he doesn't get at least six wins next year, then you got to start looking somewhere else. And you can't if he loses either one of those first two games against Northern Illinois or Kennesaw State, he's done in my book. He's out. He's oh. out. <laughs> Well, there's one team that definitely did worse in recruiting than Georgia Tech, uh, and that's the Shamecocks of South Carolina. <laughs> I think I think they were dead. Honestly, they they may have been dead last in in bowl teams as far as recruiting goes. Uh, like, w- what player would even want to go to that school at this point in time? Not yeah, many. I was I was a little puzzled by the uh, the Beamer hire myself. I don't understand. They didn't. They didn't have the money. Uh, they didn't have the money to go after somebody big, and a lot of the big guys didn't want to inherit what they were going to inherit. Think you had so, to go after somebody big. You could have gone. You could have stayed in state and gone after Caldwell. At least, at least made the man an offer. Let him come to your office and sit down and talk about it. They, they spent all their money on that on that uh, bronze statue of a chicken. <laughs> they didn't. They, they didn't have any money to go after him. Uh, they were kind of strapped. Yeah, that's there. true. That was a that was a puzzling purchase. Also, plus, would they would so, they have to pay uh, Muschamp like thirteen million was his buyout or something stupid like that? Oh yeah, yeah. You might as well let him. And run now it he's, 
You're not now he's, better. Now he's back Shit. down in that fucking cesspool in Athens, jerking off Kirby Smart from underneath the table. So, we'll see. That. And still get and still getting paid by another. Oh school. yeah, still getting paid by South Carolina. I think, I think he's still getting paid by the the last school, Florida. He might. But, he might be. I'm, it wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested so, to see what uh what South Carolina does with Beamer and all the guys he's brought in. I'm not expecting a whole lot. So what what's your uh predictions for uh next season as far as who may win it who all? Who may win it all? Um well yeah I think you're just blind and if you don't say Clemson and Alabama, they're they're obviously the top they're obviously the perennial I'm, programs in college football right now i wasn't gonna say Clemson, right, Alabama. Well, you're gonna say fucking old miss and guess what dude the lane train's getting derailed about halfway through the season because uh, hold, <laughs> hold on i first i didn't say i was picking no, we all know who you're talking about though but so if i was a betting man which <laughs> i am i i would i would bet on clemson Running the table again in regular season. Uh, DJ, in my opinion, better than Trevor Lawrence, and he'll fit the offense better. Uh, they they have so much talent on offense, and every defensive starter is returning. Well, they did just Plus, have a linebacker transfer to LSU who started in seven games last Mike, year. Yeah, he Mike started Jones, seven games for him last Mike year. Jones. But then he got benched because he he wasn't yeah, doing so true. hot. And he he's a good, he's a decent player, but uh, so so all, all returning starters coming back, more more talent coming in, and in a weaker uh, schedule, they play Georgia next year. But I don't I don't really consider that. I a think that'll game. be interesting. That's especially because of the location. I mean, Georgia's coming into the heart of ACC country in Charlotte, Uh-oh. which means they get they rolled. probably will get rolled. I mean, they were afraid to play Georgia Tech this year. So, oh, I mean, absolutely. Why would you? I mean, they obviously have better athletes. Why, other than being scared of being hurt, I don't understand why they would. Why would they cancel that game? You're seventy miles away from each other. Don't blame me on a pandemic because we know you got every kind of fucking disease around in Athens anyway. They, so they were scared, know. man. They were scared. But so so Clemson isn't one of my teams. The other team. It's also in the SEC West, but it's not Alabama. Really? Yeah, it, it's the Ole Miss <laughs> Rebels. Their their offense is coming back, minus Elijah Moore, who who caught like thirty five passes a game. But their offense is unstoppable. <clears throat> it's plug and play too. It's Lane Kiffin. It's plug and play. And their defense is only going to He's get plug, you're, If your players are plug-and-play, and if you're putting Lane Kiffin in that same sentence, then his teams are plug-and-play also. Because he doesn't stick around long, pal. That, oh, he, no, he, he's in Ole Miss for the long haul. He's going to retire as a Rebel. Yeah, but how long is but, he going to be before he retires? Like two years? Well, <laughs> we're going to find out. But – the team that gave Alabama the most trouble last year was Ole Miss. Ole Miss had like 700 yards, maybe it was 600 yards, on on Alabama. They scored 50 points. They they can beat they can beat Alabama. Like they can roll with them. Can can they avoid 
slip ups against mediocre teams like Arkansas that they they slip up on or whatnot. I, I think they can. I, I think with Lane Kiffin at the helm, they they could they could go undefeated. In Not conference. happening, dude. Not well, happening. They can't stop anybody. They can't they can't stop anybody from scoring. I. Their defense is going to be better next year. It I mean, can't be worse. I mean, look at this. Right. Look. It, it, it realistically can't be worse. It can I only mean, be you better. You gave up 51, 42, 63, 33, 35, 54. You gave up 42 okay. points to South Carolina. I mean, holy shit. Okay, but, but cut. Okay, but cut those points in half in every game. And what do they do? They your, win every the, game. Your best game was probably one of your worst offensive games. And that was your bowl game against Indiana where you only gave up 20 points. But you guys only scored 26. Every, I know, but they improve. They, they improve every, every week. Game, you're giving up at least a 30 spot. Well, that, that, should, that shows you the difference between SEC and B10. The B10 is the most overrated conference in all sports. Basketball, football, it doesn't matter. Every every team in that conference plays boring style football or basketball. They're overrated. They, you know, it's just a bunch of farm uh, white boys from farms. Yeah, I basically. I can't argue with the with the overrated part. I can't argue with that. But I do like watching a good Big Ten. I do like watching an Iowa Nebraska seven to five in the snow. I don't know why. Even though Nebraska is not in the Big Twelve. I anymore. don't. But yeah. I took, but I don't. The the worst thing to watch is a Big Ten basketball game. They they they're dreadful to watch. In fact, college basketball this season is dreadful. Yes, yeah, pretty it's horrible. Terrible. Every other game's postponed or whatnot. Uh, it all these players have opted out. Your, your top talent that's going to the NBA, they they have opted out. It's just it's hard to watch. It's hard to follow. There, there's no it, – it's just – it's a watch. They should have just not played the season. Uh, the <laughs> ACC may be the worst conference this season as far as your big – your power five. Yeah, they're, pre- they're pretty uh, but, pretty mediocre. It's hard to say because it, it's just hard to watch. And, and Clemson, like – yeah, Clemson's 12 and 5 or whatnot. Uh, they're terrible. They, they should – if they were in any other conference, they would probably have lost 15 uh, they, games. They, they looked pretty good at the beginning of the year. Then they went on a pretty epic – what was it, three or four-game skid where they lost about 20 points or more in each game. Right. And that, and yeah. now they're winning again. They won their last two or three. It, it won't last. Georgia Tech beat them by, what, yeah, 30 it, points? It was pretty ridiculous. It was like close, close to that. And I think – I think Georgia Tech's playing for the ACC lead. Um, tonight, no, Virginia's nine and one in conference, and Tech's five and four. So, yeah, not huh. even close. Well, really. but they, they're playing. They're yeah, playing to move, move up for sure. I mean, they're they're sixth in the conference right now, ahead of Duke and Notre Dame. By the way, <laughs> well, who's not ahead of Duke? Um, Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> And Coach K, he you know he he whined last year. He whined we shouldn't be playing because he knew his team wasn't that good. Then at the beginning of the year, he's like, "I want to play." 
And then it was like, now he's like, well, we don't want to play. He's a coward. He's a rat. He, that's yeah. basically I've never been a real is. Coach K fan. The only thing that impresses me is how the lack of, well, the lack of gray hair he has, I guess. That's the only thing that impresses me. <laughs> and that might uh-huh. give credit yep. to, to just yes, for me. Uh, Who knows? That, but but he is also partial rat, too. I don't know oh, many yeah, gray-haired rats. So, uh, college basketball, I'm not looking forward to March Madness. They may not even have it. Uh, it's just, it's just not, not an entertaining thing this year. <clears throat> uh, I've been mostly watching soccer and NBA. But those are two sports that you probably don't really no, get into. I don't into. keep up a whole lot. Uh There is uh I, I know you keep up with yep. the PGA tour. And I've already said my, my words about Patrick Reed no, because I don't, I don't know, like him. I don't know anybody that does. He, even his own mother doesn't like him. He won't even talk to her. Fuck him. Yeah. Really? He hasn't talked to his parents in years. I he probably cheated them out of money to go to college and spend it on fours or something. He probably said, "Hey, I need twenty thousand dollars to go to college," and he really didn't. He he's just yeah. a liar. Yeah, he's a he's a, a piece cheat. of shit. And the PGA Tour should be ashamed too, especially the world, rules officials for the way they handled that crap at the uh, farmers the farmers open last week out in California. That was absolutely absolutely ridiculous. Two weeks ago, he he must have dirt on. Well, him. He definitely he's had dirt on his times. finger where he was digging in the ground, saying that's where his ball was. But yeah, he's a he's a giant piece of shit, and uh, yeah, that's about. It. But 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 golf is pretty even right now. I don't know a, a player that is dominating like, uh, you know how Tiger dominated well, the, for years. No one, no one's. He's a generational player, obviously, and also he's a big piece of shit too off the course. But on the on the, whoa, on the course, though, he's arguably the greatest of all time. Um, but yeah, no one's ever going to dominate the game like he did for as long as he did. But currently right now, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson, Dustin I think, I mean, he just won again in uh, Saudi Arabia, which is the second time he's won over there in the last three years, I think. So yeah, the guy's coming off a, a Masters win back in November, which was pretty fucking awesome. Um, set an all-time scoring record at Augusta National at 20 under by two strokes. And I really kind of feel bad for him because he's not going to get to wear that jacket for a full year. He's only going to get to wear it for about six months because we guys got to defend that title coming up in April, which is going to be fucking awesome. I really hope they let, they let some fans in. Um, the women's amateur is going to be back after it was canceled last year at Augusta National. That's going to be really fun to watch. Um, yeah, golf's looking up. Looking up, looking good. I don't know if you called any of the tournament this past weekend, the Waste Management Open out in Arizona. Brooks Kepka won it. But they had a pretty decent amount of people there. It wasn't even close to what it is every other year where they have hundreds of thousands. But, I mean, they, they probably had 100,000 people there for all four days, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, until they until they kick Patrick Reed off the tour, oh, come on. I, I'm not going to watch. Unless Boom Boom Freddie Couples comes back full time on PGA Tour, all right. I'm so not I guess watch. you're never watching golf again. 
No, I, I will. Okay, once, once Patrick, Patrick Reed's gone. Well, hopefully maybe, somebody maybe, will get tired of him. Yeah. I don't know. Kick him off. Yeah. Take him out. Or, or, or off him. Not just, you know. Hey, go big or go home. See me, you wouldn't see me crying over him. I know that. So. No. Well, this is probably going to wrap up part one. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to do a part two. And then uh, we'll maybe take some questions or call-ins from other people. So let's take a quick studio break. <laughs> and we'll, we'll hear from our sponsors, and then we, we'll be back. Yo, it's Single Shot. He's back. Uh, we, we had a quick break. Uh, George P. Oh. is also in the house again. What's up, man? Yeah, okay? I'm here. I'm here. All right. So, so we had some interesting uh, topics yesterday. Uh, the text line's open. We have some uh, text flowing in. Uh, G- George, did you have any topics you wanted to uh, discuss? Um, I don't know, man. What you want to open up with? You want to hit a, someone from the text line, or you want to just open up something, something of our own? Yeah, I thought you had some. Uh, I know that you had some uh, things you maybe wanted to discuss. So, all right. Well, um, I thought it was pretty cool that the governor of New York has announced that all the event venues in the state are going to be opening back up at ten percent capacity. So that seems uh it's pretty exciting for me anyway. I love seeing fans fans in the seats. What are your thoughts? Well, so the Mets have a new owner. Uh, he's one of the richest dudes uh, in the United States, but they're going to win the World Series. But uh, <laughs> they're opening up City Field for 500,000 vaccines. So, uh, yeah, they, they're opening it up. Uh, they're going to they're do a lot of things. Uh, like in Miami, they had the, the COVID-sniffing dogs at the Miami Heat game. Uh, Dog would sniff you if they thought you had COVID. Your ass ain't coming in. Wow. Yeah. How'd that if, work out? Well, it's working out pretty good. If okay. if the dog if the dog sniffs you, they give you a rapid test. Interesting. You pass, then you can come in the in the game. So I mean, they got they got ways to do things. Uh, but we're all gonna be vaccinated soon. Uh, it's gonna be over. Uh, just in time for for the World Series here. Uh, and and. You know, like I said, it'll be in New York as well uh, because the Mets are winning. <laughs> oh man! Well, back to that. What uh thoughts on? Oh God, who was it? There's a couple. I was looking at some free agents last night, and a couple of them that still don't have teams, like Justin Turner and Jackie Bradley Jr. and Nick Marcakis. Yep. I know he's on the older side, but uh, he, yeah. Just so, I mean, might be some good guys to have just from a veteran standpoint for younger guys. So, so Marcakis, he he's not far from three thousand hits. If he can no, play he's not. like, if he can play maybe two or three more seasons, he can get there. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't have much power anymore, but but he he's a decent average. You know, he would be good in the AL, maybe. So he could DH or 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 whatnot, uh, and not have to play the field. Yeah, that's uh, 
and that's a good point. I mean, seeing as they're not bringing back the universal DH. This well, year. maybe not. They may. It's not decided yet. I mean, yes. the players have to agree. It's still on the table, but I feel like it's gonna. They're gonna be leaning away from it. They they have to do it. Why would you not? I don't know. I enjoyed it personally last year. Um, I thought it was a different different change of pace. Because a lot of teams have already built. You know, they started building their rosters around it because they had it last year, and it was assumed it would be back. So it's going to hurt some teams. Uh, As far as Jackie Bradley Jr. uh, and and even Justin Turner, there's been a lot of rumors that the Mets have been talking to them. The Mets need a center fielder bad defensively, unless there's no DH. If there's if there's no DH, you know they they have enough players. Uh, without without them, but if they're the DH, they can move Dominic Smith to DH and, and have Nimmo in left field and put Jackie Bradley Jr. in center. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that the Cubs picked up Jock Peterson for just one year. I mean, the guy's only 29 years old, in the prime yeah. of his career, and they only uh, signed him to a one-year contract. I thought that was kind of odd. Well, because he he's been really bad lately. I mean, he's got Has a he? lot of power. Yeah, I, I think he hit for 210 last year. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the rest of that Dodger lineup just masked his uh, his ineptitude. I guess. Maybe. I, I like the dude, but uh, you, you have a, you have a lot of guys like that. <laughs> and last year was weird, anyway. So I don't think you can really hold last year against anybody. No, you're right about that. But uh, yeah. But there's a lot of teams. A lot of teams are not spending the money. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. See, he wants a four-year contract. Nobody's came off the hip for that. So, uh, a lot of the guys are still sitting uh, because they're holding out for long deals. Yeah, there, there may be guys that still sit out another year, uh, but I, I guess we'll we'll find out. There, there's also not a lot of teams spending money. I don't know. You got the Braves who dropped some some pretty nice coin on Ozuna even though they're not for sure going to have the universal DH again this year, which I'm excited but, about having a guy back. He's fun to watch. But they had him last year. So, to yeah. me, that's not an added – it's not added payroll. No, but last year was just a, a one-year contract, and they gave him a lot more money for, what was it, four years they gave him, signed him for now? Yeah. I, I hope he uh, breaks his leg in, in, you know, the the 29th game of the season. So <laughs> – that that'd make a good selfie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think we had some good some questions on the uh text line. You wanna hit one of those? Yeah, so uh we'll start with uh Ryan. Ryan from uh Kennesaw State University. He wants our thoughts on Jeff Collins. Uh <clears throat> 2021 being a saving grace for most coaches due to COVID. Do you think Collins will actually make it to the end of his contract in 2025 or will next year be his last? He's six and 16. Most will say he haven't made much of an improvement since being hired. What what do you think, George P? I don't, I don't know if, uh, if Ryan meant 2021 or 2020 because 2021 hasn't happened yet, but, uh, yeah, I really, I definitely think he's got he's got to double his wins from his first two seasons there. I Meaning he's got to have at least six wins in my book. And I think I said yesterday that if he loses one of those first two games to Northern Illinois or Ryan's alma mater, Kennesaw State, um, 
to me, he's done. You can't. Those are those are games you have to win. I don't care what kind of what kind of season you're in, what kind of rebuilding status you think you have. You've got to win those ball games if you want to be at the top level of college football. Yeah, I mean he he's got to double his money down and, and pay pay more players. Now I will I will say I do think Tech is willing to give him longer than normal, seeing as they gave him a seven year contract before he even coached a game at Georgia Tech. So. Who knows? But in my book, if he loses one of those first two games or doesn't win at least six games this year, barring like an obscene amount of injuries and whatnot, um, yeah, he's definitely done in my book. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not a Georgia Tech fan by any means. So I, I kind of hope the guy stays. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't shown that <laughs> that they're going to be improving anytime soon. So, so I'm in the boat. Yeah, he'll make it through his contract because – could it really be worse than, than that triple option? Uh, in my eyes, no. It, it already is. Statistically. You think so? St- statistically, yes. Visually, though, I, I can actually watch a Georgia Tech uh, game and not, you know. Yeah, you're right. It's it's fun watching incomplete. And I have a headache. It's fun watching incomplete passes and block kicks. You're definitely right about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got good kicks. No, they don't. The only kicker, the only the good kicker they had is winning Super Bowls and losing Super Bowls right now. Oh, that's right. That's been a while. So Georgia fans remember him, but that's... we won't have to bring that up. I don't want to hurt feelings for that. Now. now we also had another uh, text line question from. Uh, I think his name is Gamecock Will is a bitch. I think he's referring to Gamecock Will on uh, Walt Deptula show. But uh, he wanted to know that our top five all-time college quarterbacks. Now, oh, we'll, we'll take turns uh, one by one. Uh, you don't have to do them in order. I'm going to do mine in order, but you don't have to do yours in order. Okay. Uh, so, I'm starting with number one. I'm going one to five. Is there, is there really – I mean, is this really even a question – the best, the best college quarterback of all time, Archie Manning. What? what well, they're related. They're related. <laughs> it would have to be Eli Manning. He comes, you know, his brother betrays the, the family tradition, goes to Tennessee. You know, little brother Eli said, "No, you know, I'm 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 coming home. I'm staying home. I'm honoring my family name." I'm not going to be a douche, and I'm going to lead Ole Miss because at the time Ole Miss was not that good. I'm going to lead them to top five, uh, top five rankings, winning big bowl games, and that's exactly what he did. He took a middling Ole Miss program that was on the heels of death, and took them winning 11 games in in a season, uh, and just dominating. So. The impact he had on that program, uh, you see them now. They may win a national championship next year. You, you see the impact he's made. So, Eli Manning's my number one quarterback. Wow. Uh, surprising. Surprising. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I'm not going to go in order because, you know, I have to sit down and actually think, think about that. But uh, So, I'll just throw them out there. And in no particular order, the first one that comes to mind is Tim Tebow. Um, oh God! St- strictly, strictly college speaking. I mean, the dude comes in, 
And I know he wasn't starting quarterback when they when Florida won that first national title while he was there, but he was an integral part of it. Um, probably one of the better running quarterbacks in the history, definitely of the SEC. I would actually say he's probably the best, and I'll emphasize the best running player in SEC history. Um, not just thrower, but running player. Oh, Ole Miss made him cry. Ole Miss beat him, and they made him cry. They did, and I don't know if there's any other college stadium in the nation that's actually got a speech as a landmark at their stadium from a former player, and at the time was a current player. So, I don't know. Tim Tebow is definitely one of the best college quarterbacks of all time, I do believe. Okay. I I mean, I'll respect your answer. I don't agree with it, but I'll respect it. Right on. my number two is is Michael Vick. He was actually the best running quarterback ever. Uh, he was probably the most electrifying quarterback ever. And at, the same with Eli. He took he took Virginia Tech, uh, a team that wasn't really all that great, and he made them a really, really good program. In fact, he <laughs> helped start uh, their, what, 20 years of, of being ranked in, what, the top 15 or so. Yep. Uh, he he was unstoppable. Uh, he was really unstoppable for a while in the NFL. Uh, injuries and and just wear and tear on his body took troll, you know, uh, took a toll on him. But there was nobody ever that did the things he did except for my number three quarterback. But I'll let you go next. Yeah, uh, Michael Vick is also on my list. Um, the things he did at Virginia Tech were were pretty amazing. Um, at the time, they were in the Big East, so I don't know if you want to say that their 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 competition was better than it is now, but definitely definitely the Miami teams that they played then are better than the Miami teams they play now. I mean, Miami's atrocious. They haven't done anything since they came to the SEC, but that's another topic for ACC. Day. A- ACC, excuse me. I mean, they wouldn't. They, they'd <laughs> they de- be worse. They definitely. The they definitely wouldn't win in the SEC. I mean, when you're facing Ole Miss. Uh, you know, you can't win anyway. So, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be a little little scary. So, yeah. Vic's on both of our lists. I'll yeah. go with my number three, uh, Lamar Jackson, who – I don't know if you've seen Louisville since he's left, but they've been really, really bad. Uh, he made a really bad team a really, really good team, and he did things that Michael Vick even didn't do. Uh, Lamar – People say Deshaun should have won the Heisman over Lamar. As a Clemson fan, I don't agree. I think Lamar Jackson was the most important player on his team and in the country, and you can't change my mind about that. No, that's good, Lamar. He was he was a hell of a college quarterback. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely deserves to be talked about at least. Um, my my third guy again. These aren't in any order, but uh, Joe Hamilton. I mean, what can you say about about Joe Hamilton? I mean, played at Georgia Tech, finished second in the Heisman Trophy winning in the Heisman Trophy contest behind Ron Dane, who at the time was the NCAA leader in rushing yards, who set it that year. So, I mean, took Georgia Tech to new heights, won an ACC title in 1998. Um, Yeah, was really, really good, really fun to watch. I mean, he's not in my top five, but but he was really good. Uh, I'm not. I don't know all his stats. I just know he's a really good player. 
Do you have a Do you have another quarterback in mind? Uh, yeah, this one is just a this one's totally Homer and bias on my part, but uh, George Gatsy oh, is I one of my all time my all time favorite quarterback in the history of college football. Not the best quarterback, but my all time favorite. Um, you still there, dude? All right. Sorry, guys. We had a little technical difficulty there. Uh, I know that George P. was just mentioning George Gotsy there. Uh, we'll, we'll hear what he has to say about George. Yeah, George Gotsy is uh, – I guess he's not one of the best in, in college football history, but he's definitely one of my favorites. I mean, the guy's still top three all-time in every single offensive stat. Well, not every single offensive stat, but every single quarterback stat at Georgia Tech. Um just a hell of a hell of a hell of a hell of a player, of a player. and uh, yeah, good guy. Okay, so uh, I'll go ahead and, and go with my next uh, quarterback. He actually hasn't played college football yet. Do you, do you know who I'm 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 thinking about? Yeah, I do. I'm interested to see if you can say his name. Who, Arch? Are you talking about Eli's son? I, oh, my no, God. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about Cooper's son, Arch Manning. Who, oh, God. Okay. Who's, that a, who's a top recruit coming up here in the next couple of years. That wasn't who I was thinking about, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's in the class of 2023. I already know that he's going to be in the top five greatest of all time. And uh, I hope he plays for Ole Miss. If he doesn't, he's a, he's a traitor. And – and he won't be in the top five, but most likely he will be. And, I mean, he's a Manning. That's not Peyton, so he, he, can't, be, he can't be a bad quarterback. <laughs> that's, that's my number four. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So, again, surprising. Uh, <laughs> the last guy on my list is, uh, is Vince Young. The guy was a beast. <laughs> Um, Texas would not have been what they were without him while he was there. Uh, Matt Brown, I don't know. He figured out Dabo, Dabo Sweeney's method of cheating, I guess. So that's why he's got North Carolina rolling. But even when he was at Texas, he, he didn't have a fucking clue. Vince Young was, Vince Young was that program. Vince Young is the only reason they won a national championship. And yeah, Vince Young, he would probably be, probably be number one if I had these guys ranked one to five. Vince Young was going to be on my list. Uh, Arch, Arch edged them out, but, but I, was, I was debating on Vince to be on my list. I, I'll, I'll go with my number five, though, and this guy played with a broken leg and still finished the game and the season on a broken leg. And I, already ran, talked about, I already talked about Tim Tebow, dude. No, we're not talking about Tim Tebow. He faked his injury. <laughs> We're, we're we're talking about Archie Manning, <laughs> national champion, Archie Manning, guy who breaks his leg and still plays out not only the game but the season, runs around for hundreds of yards on a broken leg. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think – I know, what was that in like the late 60s, 60s. early 60s? No, it was in the 60s, late okay, 60s. Okay, in the 60s. So, do you think if he was at a more prominent program in a more 
populated area of the country instead of backwoods Mississippi, where they obviously don't have medical attention. Do you think that would have happened? <laughs> I, I think, yeah, because he, he, just like Eli, he, he didn't want to miss games. He didn't want to sit out and not play. Uh, okay. So in his, in, his, in his college career, he threw for almost 5,000 yards, which back in, in the late 60s was ridiculous. Yeah, that was a lot. He also ran for 825 yards. Again, uh, those numbers, that stuff didn't happen. Uh, really? Not that's, a guy that's – In his whole career, only 825 yards? Correct. Wow. That just seems, you, low. That just seems low to me. I thought it was more. I mean, yeah, technically he probably ran for 5,000 if you want to talk about running away, you know, uh, how bad his offensive lines were, not only in college but in the pros. But, yeah. He he only had 900, I think, rushing yards in, in college. Wow. But you're also talking about a guy that didn't even, you know, I think he, he only had three years of college as well. So yes, Yeah, they didn't let freshmen play back then. So, yeah, that's pretty good. No. Right. So, yeah, that was a pretty good list, I think, by both of us, even though, you know, Mine was definitely more realistic than yours, but whatever. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> you, you know, Archie, Archie played on the first national primetime college football game ever. So, okay. the first ever national primetime telecast of football game. He played – they played Alabama. I think it was 69. It may have been 1970. He had 450 yards passing <laughs> and rushed for 105 yards. In the one game, in, in the first national TV broadcast, that's pretty good. That's pretty uh, yeah, pretty impressive. And then he carried on his uh, athletic traits to to Eli, and then uh, we saw the master of scrambling, Eli, just dominate in, in college. And that's why, of course, uh, he ties in to the top five because you can't have Archie's son number one and not have Archie. You got to have both of them. Yeah, so, and his grandson too, you know. Well, you uh, have, we're we're getting to that. You gotta yeah. have the whole the whole Manning family in your top five there, minus minus Peyton because you know he was fucking horrible. So <laughs> we also we also have another text line question. <clears throat> uh, this is from Chase. I know you're not an NBA guy. He says, if you were an NBA player, what teammate would you want to play with most and what teammate would you absolutely hate to play with? We can do this uh, football. We can we can do whatever. We, well, can, we can do NBA. Or we can do golf. We, we can do golf and say, who 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 do we want to, you know, be in our grouping? But but we'll we'll start with the NBA. What – who would you most want to play with? Now, are these – are we talking – Current, Any, anybody. Cur- current players? Doesn't, are we talking all Doesn't time? matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, shit. I mean, from a pure competitive standpoint and winning standpoint, I got to say Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, LeBron James would probably be a close second there because the guys just win. I mean, you don't have to know the stats or be an avid NBA fan to know that the guys were winners. Um, the big, I guess the biggest example you can see when Jordan retired the first time, the Bulls went in the gutter. And as soon as he came back, they routed off three more championships. So, 
Um, and LeBron, he's he's won everywhere he's been. He's won a championship with oh, every God. NBA team he's been on. So, um, oh, Jesus, you say what you want to about him. Um, if hey, the dude, I don't, know, I don't care about his personal content. We're just talking strictly athletics. If I had two players to pick, um, those two would be my top two. Probably Kobe Bryant would be would be number three. Well, you better hope that if LeBron was your teammate, he wouldn't be shooting free throws in the last minute because you'd lose every damn game. Well, because that dude cannot make a free throw. Now, who would I most want to play with? I, I will <clears> tell you, and this this is a different take on the question. So that I know there's a lot of people that do not like me. So who who am I taking? Uh, Javaris Crittenton would be my my guy. Why? Because he would pull out a gun and shoot somebody for you. <laughs> he, he'd protect you. Maybe like Ron Artest as well. Ron Artest would fight anybody for you. Rasheed Wallace. I, I want a guy that's going to throw down when needed. You want thugs. Javaris? Yeah. yeah you want- I, I'll, take, hey, I'll take Steven Jackson on my team. You know, a- anybody that's going to have my back. There's There's definitely something to be said for that. I mean, you don't. There are a lot of winning players out there, and not a whole lot of them can put a whole sentence together. So there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. So who who would you least like to be your teammate? Uh, in the NBA? Oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. I guess – I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this person's name and they're going to be the person that I would least like to be a teammate, but in the same breath, they would be someone that I think I would enjoy being teammates with. And that's Dennis Rodman. Um, is off the field bullshit. <laughs> Come on, get out of here. But on the court though, the dude was a beast. The guy was an absolute animal on the court. Uh, one of the best, if not the best rebounders in the history of the NBA. Um, but yeah, his off the, his off the court shenanigans and off the, off the court antics. Nah, I just couldn't, couldn't deal with it. Okay. So, so the guy that I, I would least like to play with would actually be LeBron James, probably. <clears throat> or, or Jimmy, or, or Jimmy Butler, because Jimmy Butler's just, just a punk and, and a flop. But LeBron mastered the flop. He also cannot make. Big time shots. You can't depend on he. The guy wants the ball, so if he's your teammate, you gotta give him the ball. But in the last minute of the game, he's not gonna drive the basket and use his size and strength to draw a foul. One because he can't shoot free throws, but he he's gonna try to the pull up on a jumper or three, which he's not that great at either. So I, I wouldn't want that guy on my team because I couldn't depend on him to make the big plays that we would need to win. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, so, I guess one other guy I could say would maybe be James Harden. Um, that I, I, I debated on him. The, the guy, yeah. the guy just seems like he's out there to pad stats. He's he. I, I envision his bedroom wall having nothing but stat sheets on it. No trophies, no awards, anything. Just beard trimmers and uh, stat sheets. That's it. The guy just cares about himself, and yeah, wouldn't want to play with him. That that, uh, that that that's a good that's a good answer. Chase had another follow up, <clears throat> which I don't really feel comfortable answering. He says, "Who's your favorite Dallas Cowboy player ever?" Favorite Dallas Cowboy player ever. Um, 
Oh shit! What was that guy's name? Um, was it Leon Lett? That joke of a Leon Lett. That joke of a guy yeah. who got run down by uh, who was the Bills' quarterback? <laughs> oh well, he he got run down by Don Beebe, the, the wide receiver. Yeah, Don Beebe. Yeah, um, yeah, probably him because you know he was a joke of a guy, uh, much like the whole Dallas Cowboy organization is now. But uh, yeah. Uh, well, I agree. I agree. If I had to pick my favorite cowboy, it was probably the one that lost the most amount of games while he was in the cowboy uniform. So, if you can find out whoever is the losingest cowboy player, that would be my favorite. <laughs> that that's a pretty good answer. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, I'm going through the text line here. Uh, I'm not going to do this double standard Tom Brady with public intoxication. <laughs> not doing that. Oh, come on, man. Uh, Gamecock Will the Bitch also asked, is there a double standard for Tom Brady with his public intoxication video? Would a black athlete be treated the same way? Did you see this video? Um. So... He I'm, was drunk yesterday on the parade and was stumbling around on a boat. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was about to say. I'm assuming we're talking about the uh, the championship boat parade, where yeah. he was throwing the Lombardi Trophy from boat to boat, and that that's cool. That was cool. I enjoyed Look, that. Hey, I was when you when you win when you win seven Super Bowls, you've been to ten, and and two of them you lost to the greatest player ever. And, you know, had, ever and, played a game. And had an opportunity to play in a what. Fourteen or fifteen, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. When you win, when you win seven Super Bowls, <laughs> you can do whatever the hell you want, and it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks. No, I, you're Tom Brady. I think the whole double standard thing is is pretty ridiculous. Anyway, um, if Tom Brady was black and he did the same thing, it wouldn't have mattered. No, he's he's black. Tom Brady. He's won seven Super Bowls. Now, would a young Tom Brady? In that same situation, like after, if, Tom, if that was Tom Brady after he won his first Super Bowl and he was caught being drunk in public like that, would the reaction be the same as Tom Brady after he just won his seventh Super Bowl? I, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, that's a I, good question. I think, it, I think it totally would. I think I definitely think it would. Um, I don't think the color of someone's skin in this situation really has much at all to do with anything. And uh, I I don't think he would have been throwing around the trophy. He, but you got to you got to you got to think of it this way. He he's been, you know, playing with six of these for years. He he knows how to throw one. He knows he he knows how to handle one. So if he wants to throw the damn thing around, I, I don't think it matters. Yeah. If it was his first Super Bowl, you know, Tom, hey, you can't be throwing around the Lombardi Trophy there. Right. But at the same time, they're kind of disrespecting him not calling it the Tom Brady Trophy. Why are they calling it Lombardi Trophy? Lombardi only won two of them. I don't know. I heard he had, so, I heard he had a, a bet with the uh, – I think it was the mayor of Tampa or somebody, some political official in, in the Tampa area to either rename it Tampa Bay or Tampa or Bay Tampa, or Tampa Brady or something like that. I don't know, but who knows. Yeah, so so Skip Bayless, that's what he calls it, Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, but hey, 
when you when you take over the losingest franchise in the history of sports, yeah. that's all sports. Yeah. And your first year, and you go down and you win the title, yeah. and you win the Super Bowl, you can do whatever you want, yeah. and it really doesn't matter what people. Think. I think you know you can't have a double standard when usually when there's a double standard, there's the other side of the coin. Well, there hasn't been a black quarterback to win an NFL championship, so or not a Super Bowl anyway. So, um. There has there hasn't been a black quarterback. I mean, Super I mean Bowl. maybe Russell Wilson. Um, you could. Well, he's half okay. black, so yeah. But I don't know if there's a double standard or not. There, there's been black quarterbacks that win the Super Bowl. Is there not? Like I said Russell Wilson's the only one that I can think of that's. I thought uh, Doug Williams won the Super. Doug Williams won the Super Did Bowl. He? Yeah, way back. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I'm not an NFL historian, so. I'm pretty sure that it has been. We'll try and find it, it, though. I mean, Russell Wilson, he's – I mean, I guess you can count him, but he's not – he's like the whitest. I'm blacker than he is, you know. Like, he's pretty damn white. Yeah. So. Yeah, Doug Williams, you're right. Steve McNair lost in the Super Bowl. Donovan McNair lost in the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick lost in the Super Bowl. So yeah, Doug Williams and Russell Wilson. But, your only is that's it? that's it, dude. That... What the hell? Okay, I thought there was another one, but that's it. I guess there have been some that's made it, not not one. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I forgot about him. I don't. He's half white, right. dude. But yeah, it looks like Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Doug Williams are the only three. Okay. There you go. But, yeah, what else you got on the list? Any more text messages? Uh, the text line is uh, it's slowing down at the moment. We have some incoming, but I, but I wanted to save them for later. All right. Did you, did you have any questions or, or things you wanted to discuss? Um, Let's see. I don't know how many people are going to be interested in it, but – uh. On a on a golf note, uh, Annika Sornstam's making a return. <laughs> oh, she's done. She's she's so done. She's coming back, dude. She's one of she's one of Trump's friends. She's 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 way Her. done. She did you know she got the Presidential Medal of of Honor? Tiger Woods. Who cares? Uh, but for what? What you know? Like what? What did she or he do to earn? Earn that. I, I don't know what has. I just don't understand. I don't know what either. What Annika's, uh, I would say, contributions are off the golf course. I guess Tiger Woods has his Tiger Woods Foundation. Um, you look at Arnold Palmer, who's also won the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and all the things he's done on the. He's got a hospital named after him. Him and his wife Winnie, um, donated countless. Countless money to charities. I think Jack Nicholas has won it too. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what her off what the Presidential Medal of Freedom has to do with her returning to golf. But I thought it was pretty cool. She's 13 years removed from her last she, round as a professional golfer. Right, but but this is a whole new age of golf. Oh, like, you're right. The girls playing golf now, like she's got no chance. She had no. No, chance. I don't think she. I don't. I think realistically, she doesn't think she can go out there and win. But it, from everything I've been reading and hearing, it sounds like she's uh 
she's wanting to make a little comeback and she realizes to do that, she's got to have some reps under her belt. So she's coming out at the end of the month to play in the, in the Gamebridge LPGA and uh, should be, should be interesting. Yeah. I, I won't be watching <laughs> single shot, single shot. won't be watching. <laughs> That's fair. That's so, fair. so I think we're going to take one more break here and then we're going to wrap up this episode. Cool. So we just wrapped up the double shot episode. Uh, it was different. It was fun. You, you did a, a different take than, than your single shot. I, I don't know. I know you guys like single shot because I'm exciting, you know, and, and I'm going to say something crazy, but you know, I say some crazy stuff or you think it's crazy, but it always ends up being fat. It always ends up being that I'm right. Uh, I'm not saying that George P is wrong. I'm just saying I'm right. I am always right. That is a theme of single shot. And it it will probably be the theme of double shot as well. So I want to encourage you guys to hit up the text line. We're going to do another uh, double shot next week. So send in your questions, even some voice messages. In fact, we, we got a voice. We got a voicemail. I'm going to include it in this episode. I'll let you guys interpret it for what it is. Uh, we're not going to actually answer this, this question because we really don't know how. So Carl from Sandy Springs called in with this. Hey, it's Carl from Sandy Springs again. A uh, question for you. Uh, increasingly, the HMOs, uh, which is a health maintenance organization, find themselves wrestling with the moral implications of their own allocations of resources. By what guideline or guidelines should they decide to, between investing in more primitive services and investing in more prolonged technology? Or how much money should they redirect from physical health and men- to men- mental health? That's a, that's a question right there. Um, let me know. Appreciate it. Eli sucks. <laughs>